Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on What Chaos, the stars are going for it. How does it affect hockey? The legend Zach Hyman hits 40 goals for the first time in his career, and that means Connor McDavid sucks. Will we soon see an end to the Elias Pettersson Canucks saga? And DJ has a trade proposal that sucks. It's What Chaos. Thursday, February 29th, U.S. Leap Day. It's what chaos presented by Prize Picks. DJ Bean, Pete, please touch my feet. Blackburn and Sean DePaz, A.K.A. Tyler Myers. Hell yeah! It's a tough week for Sean getting nicknames. Why? Tyler Myers is an okay one. Yeah, I don't know, Jim. Tyler Myers is unexciting. Tyler Myers feels like it would be. Uh, much more flattering if it was coming from me and not to me because i feel like i tend to have a higher opinion of tyler myers than the average hockey fan okay you said that what did you say you have an update on wendy's okay what surge pricing uh the the wendy's the suits at wendy's have come back and had fought against the reports that suggested they were going to use surge pricing turns out that's not what they're doing they're doing what they're calling dynamic pricing to which most people responded that's the exact same thing uh turns out not like they're not planning on implementing it the way that everyone thought they were. Everyone thought that during peak hours, they were gonna raise the prices. More what they're doing is uh, benefiting people like us who are coming during off hours. They're gonna use like AI and dynamic pricing and stuff to offer uh, like discounts and promotions during their like off hours and stuff like that. That's, that's not, what, the, that's that's what, the not what I had read initially. Like I, I, I saw that it was a, um, a solution to high high demands. Well, times. the 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 suits at Wendy's have okay. come out and said that those reports were misleading and inaccurate. Oh, so, maybe but for people just... that go to Wendy's at like three p.m. in the afternoon, it's huge. Sounds like damage control to me. I do like the idea of like a fast food place um, changing the like changing the the prices of the lesser requested menu items and being like, hey, you want this. Fucking like chicken whopper for forty cents. Well, that's yes. what I think is gonna happen. <laughs> so that, that I like. like that's what I, that's, get that shit out the that's door. That's what they said. This their plan. So I go up to order. I get my spicy chicken sandwich, no mayonnaise, and the uh, I was gonna say the gentleman at the counter, but I'll say the 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 nice lady at the counter or whomever says, uh, "Look, I can get you a non-spicy chicken sandwich, still." fried and all that stuff still no mayonnaise for like 85 cents yeah i'm taking that yeah, oh if, right if i'm going in and they're like i see you've ordered this combo with fries but two dollars off you get a baked potato i'm eating baked potatoes that day like shout out it. matthew in the chat says uh wendy's just invented happy hour i don't know if they can call it happy hour because i feel like the word happy is is too closely associated with mcdonald's true you can't get a happy meal at wendy's very true. i mean if but wendy's famous for doing some sneaky ass marketing shit famously dave thomas would always wear the red white and blue track suit mm-hmm. and make hammer <laughs> ads during the olympics and there was never any sort of association they didn't pay for shit that's incredible the best i learned i dave thomas was a fucking legend man i took a class called uh like sports industry in college and we had a whole thing about 
Dave Thomas and the sneaky ass bullshit marketing that he would do to just like glom off sporting events without paying that. for a thing. Advertising is the best. It's the only place in modern society where like lying is fucking awesome. What's, so what was that? I want to say it was, is it ambush uh, marketing or is that gorilla a different? Marketing? Gorilla marketing. So gorilla marketing is the one where you take just, it to the streets. You take it to the yeah. streets. I think ambush sounds wrong, but there was a type of marketing that is what Dave Thomas would do. Where yeah, I, I don't, I can't think of what the term would be. But you would dress the part of somebody who had a deal. But you didn't. Yeah, and if ever, just, anybody was like, off of it. hey, what are you doing? He'd say, I would just, this is what I was wearing today. That sounds like the, like the SoundCloud rap industry is like dress like you have a deal, but you don't. Love that. Okay. <laughs> uh, we can't grab ass all day. Do you, do you uh, have any uh, leap year or leap day takes? I don't. My only one is that leap day and leap year and all that shit isn't fun anymore because no matter where you are at any given time, you can see what day it is. Folks, are you watching this right now? You can look right at your computer. You see, huh, February 29th. They almost got me, but they didn't because we always know what day it is. So the leap year fun, the leap day fun, unfortunately, doesn't really happen anymore. Thank you, uh, Alan K. I I want to say is his name, the inventor of the laptop. Oh, thanks. How do you know the inventor of the laptop's name? That's Good for you. Uh, I did want to push back against some allegations that were levied against me since yesterday's episode. Got some people suggesting that I have a foot fetish because I want grown men to brush off my feet rather than carry me. I would like to push back against that. I do not have a foot fetish. If you do, don't want to yuck your yum. Congratulations. Alan Kay just, invented the laptop. Just don't tweet at uh, every person, specifically... Uh, all the ladies that work in sports media or just like the news and ask them to show you pictures of their feet. That's weird. Stop doing that. I don't have a foot fetish. I just prefer one. I prefer not to be carried by grown men optically. You just kind of like stole my brand, but respect, sir, of foot fetish. Oh, I, mean, I don't I, we not, shouldn't, shouldn't kink shame. Yes. Just, as long as the person isn't an asshole weirdo about it. Don't neither, make other people uncomfortable with your kinks. I have always just in general don't make other people uncomfortable. Been on, I've been on record, and I'll say it to the people in this chat right now. If you want to pay me to see my feet, the price is so low. Like I, it's my fucking feet. I will Dynamic send you pricing. For I will Sean's send feet. you. Yeah, I will send you pictures of my feet with zero hesitation. If you're paying me literally any amount, I'll take you one further, and this would for sure be like male privilege. I would. If there was enough demand there, I'd do OnlyFans all fucking day. Oh, oh yeah. hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? The Absolutely. male privilege, of course, being I don't think it would super hugely negatively affect what I do professionally or anything. Mm -hmm. That that uh, that benefit of the doubt, unfortunately, is is not afforded to women because you see every day like this person lost their job because they found out she was fucking doing the OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. And I, Sean, I feel only like fans. you're going to fall on the side of let every, let everybody do OnlyFans without repercussion. Oh, yeah, fucking... You're so libertarian. I am so, I am so sex positive, dude. Like, <laughs> just yeah, fucking... <laughs> as long as you're not being weird around kids, like, just fucking... It's, do your, it's do not your that shit. serious. It's not that deep. Well, we, you and I are different because uh, oh, I'm not positive what sex is. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there you we go. should do a show only fans. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we need, we're going to talk trades right now. So uh, we need to promote the trade deadline stream on our YouTube. Make sure you subscribe there. We don't for sure know yet how long the stream is going to be. A 24-hour stream is on the table in which we go to the Vegas Golden Knights, I'm sorry, the Edmonton Oilers at Boston Bruins next week. Come back to the studio after, fire up the stream, and just fucking go overnight to Kingdom Come and give you the trade deadline show of your lives with guests in studio, with all sorts of crazy shit going on. But we're dangling the carrot and we're dangling a, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty far away carrot. It's 4,000. If we hit 4,000 subscribers by next week, Thursday, uh, we will do the 24-hour trade deadline stream. You do what you need to do to get us there. We were on a stream with our friends at CHGO yesterday. Tried to hold the stream hostage. It worked a little bit. Yeah. We got some. We got a good amount. We, uh, we're up to, I think we're about 750 subscribers away from 4,000. So whatever you need to do to get us to that 4,000, 
text your parents, text your friends, text your lovers, yeah. text people on Feet Finder that text your uh, former lovers. to you. Yeah, text your former lovers. If you text your former lovers, your ex-boyfriends, your ex-girlfriends, please screenshot the texts after you send them and tweet them at us because I just want to see how that interaction goes. Do one of those, you know, all this what chaos begging for followers made me think about how I didn't beg enough for your love. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Do you think that if I do OnlyFans and cultivate a following on there, I'll be able to migrate them to what not, chaos? Not within a week. I think that might be a... A slow build. I don't know, Jim. <laughs> I see me getting on there right away. I'm like, whoa, 4,000 people. I, we should, we should all make OnlyFans accounts and like have like competing OnlyFans See accounts. who can make the most Cause, money cause on OnlyFans. Pete wants something that he can win at. No, I, I honestly think that Sean <laughs> would Pete's win. like, I could use the W. I think I'll Sean, I think, do OnlyFans. I think Sean would win. He's, he's tall. He's the youngest. You would win. John? I would win or Pete would win? No, Pete would win. I mean, Pete would win just because he's got the largest follower. Right. Like, I don't have the but means. I, I don't Pete know. can't get his Twitter followers to subscribe to this, but he'd be able to get his Twitter followers to for sure subscribe to an OnlyFans. I don't know if I'd, like, want to That's why they're there. I don't know if I'd want to promote the OnlyFans, though. So this is why this is why I'm better suited for OnlyFans. I don't have these hangups. And well, yeah, I have I have literally no brand to protect. Like, no one knows who the fuck I am. That so is nice. I can do, like, <laughs> I could be out here showing dong on the TL and I don't think people would really give a shit. I have a brand to protect. So I would say I have a brand, but not a brand to protect because a big part of my brand is like just the chase. I just want to do good things. I don't care if somebody doesn't get it. I don't care how it makes me look sorts of all that kind of shit. I shaved my head during a, a fucking TikTok, like just because I thought that that part of it might be okay. So I don't have anything to protect. I just don't have hundreds of thousands of people who are going to jump in to see whatever I'm throwing out there on OnlyFans. You, you could, Eric Ripperson said you could just do an OnlyFans of a bunch of music stuff. You could do like half naked music. Well, I mean, that's the thing that naked people... Naked cowboy. Pe yeah, you know that right. is? Yeah, yeah. People always forget about OnlyFans or maybe not know is that OnlyFans was not meant to be porn. Like they yeah. did not create it for porn. That's literally most what things every, on the every, most things on the internet were designed <laughs> and then somebody was like... This would be great. What if I could jack Tumblr? off to it? <laughs> Let's start putting porn on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like most things on the internet, the internet is just a social experiment to find out how much you can jack off to. And it is funny because Tumblr did, be, like, I think Yahoo bought Tumblr and they were like, we're banning the porn on Tumblr. And then Tumblr stopped <laughs> being relevant. <laughs> like, Tumblr was like, it, fine, it's dead. It had like the, the worst year to year evaluation it so ever. It was insane. So I you mean, thought there was people writing uh, Twilight fanfic on here? They were, but they were also watching porn. There's parallels there with the Twitter thing of like Elon was like, I'm buying Twitter. So finally, Twitter can be a place for free speech. And it's like, that's not what Twitter was supposed to be about. <laughs> it's like, man. here's, here's it to be about porn a person. nondescript, uh, like, fake model from the eastern part of the the world that's like i need a i need a husband i had that's somebody, what like 80% of my i had somebody are. dm me on instagram yesterday with like half a million yeah. uh followers uh they were verified and they said uh hey bean uh you got a minute i didn't respond because i don't know who this person is and i it, could Instagram be that scammy? A verified person? I don't think doing that. I think Instagram takes that shit. Yeah, Instagram. More that's the Zuck. Like that's Facebook. They're a little. When I'm it comes still going to respond. The verification. Thing I don't know who that person serious. is. All right, stars trade for Chris Tanev. They get Tanev. Uh, seventy-five percent retained because the uh, the Devils got involved and ate. I guess a quarter of it. And they get a fourth round pick for their troubles. And Dallas sends Artem Grushnikov to Calgary. Uh, 2024 second round pick and depending on whether or not they make the Stanley Cup final a 2026 third shout out Dallas trading uh, 2020 oh by the way this would be yeah, yeah. Sh shout out Dallas trading a 2026 third round pick in a lot of these hypothetical trades I keep coming up with I'm big on Trade the 2026 pick. Yeah, like three years down the road. Who gives You're not shit? going to have that job as GM. It's in like 2026. Just trade it. <laughs> I mean, Given the way that that Jim Nils working, he he may have that job in twenty twenty six. No, but let's say like Ken Holland should be yeah, oh yeah, fucking lighting twenty twenty six draft picks 2026 on fire. Twenty twenty six draft picks is like uh, credit card money. It it's not real. Spend as much of it as you want. Just give it all away. Yeah, you, you don't have to pay that back. Okay, exactly. Uh, That's so financial advice for me. The rich get richer. 
with the stars. They now they I mean they sit second in their division, just behind the uh the Jets. If the playoffs started today, they would play the Avalanche. But the big headline and takeaway here is they already didn't have weaknesses, and they're now three really good D pairs deep. Do you agree? Well, I mean, I think that they did have a weakness. If they had an identifiable weakness, it's the one they just solved. They got a right shot defenseman, and it's a stay-at-home guy. Like, I think the fit is perfect. We we talked about it a week or two ago. We said, you know, Chris Tanev, we had to pick pick a spot for him it would be the Dallas Stars he ends up going to the Dallas Stars my only concern was what the price would be especially like around this time is is Chris Tanev worth a first round pick plus obviously you look at the return and it's it's a really good deal for Dallas second I, rounder and a prospect and then you pay a team a fourth not round a top pick prospect to make either. it a little cheaper it's not a top press prospect either uh Artem Grishnikov is like ranked 10th among star prospects, uh, uh, according to Scott Wheeler, said uh, he has pretty limited upside in his offensive game, could be a, a, a decent NHL defenseman. But like, if that's what you're paying to get a guy that maybe puts you over the hump and makes you a much better team right now, that's a great deal for Dallas. My big question here is, is like, why, why do this deal right now if you're the Calgary Flames? You've got over a week to the trade deadline, and, or I guess you know, eight days to the trade deadline. This deal doesn't blow anybody away. It's because it's the best offer that you have. And Dallas said, do it now or we do something else. And they blinked. That's why those things happen a little early. If I were the flames, I hear what you're saying. I'd like wait a little bit and say, I'm not, I'm not getting a second round pick from somebody next week. I'm getting a second round pick for Tanev. Yeah. Maybe he gets hurt, but, 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 but yeah, not an, not a huge price for the stars to pay at all. Especially it, at 75% retained. Right. Which I think might be, you, you might be running into some three-team deals this uh, this trade deadline season. So if you're not familiar with all that shit, I would just say get learned because it's probably going to happen. And basically any hypothetical deal I've been coming up with other than Seth Jones being traded to every team in the league is like, and then you send a team a fifth-round pick to take half of it. Yeah, or to take a yeah. Quarter of it. it's weird that um that the Devils are brokering here just because the Devils are still kind of in in it, and I mean, obviously it, they're not they're not giving up much. They're they're getting um you know they're they're getting a pick back in return, but it's like if you're the Devils, it, does this signify that you're kind of no? This no, isn't thrown in the towel. They just have so much money with uh, Dougie Hamilton on LTIR. So they're like, and they're just like, we're might not as well spend get a free this. fourth round pick. Yeah, they have like nine million dollars in cap space right That's now. More, so more than I thought. Yeah, so they're like, fuck it, might as well. Kind of a savvy-ish move. Yeah, you could still, and now I don't know. Who knows? Maybe you use this fourth round pick to go out and get somebody that you like that can kind of propel you a little further. Uh, this should not, if you're the Devils, be the end of your conversations with the Flames. You should still be banging on that Markstrom. door about Markstrom. Still, I even said about uh, about Hannafin. Uh, I don't see it happening. It's not good behavior. But if I'm yeah, if I'm the Devils, I'm still trying to get back in. I don't know. Last we heard, uh, the uh, the Devils and Flames had shut that door. Whoa! It was reported that like I would be surprised if they revisited this. Maybe they move on to to Saros. Maybe they kind of just see how this season goes with Nico Dawes. I don't know. The the Devils are a bit of a mess. But I I do love this. For for Dallas, their top four uh, or their top two pairings in, uh, on the back end is really really strong now. And now you get to move Haskinen back to his natural side. Like uh, this is, I'm interested to see how they but use do those four guys. To, do you want to move Hayes? So you're saying you're moving Haskinen from right to left? Yeah, but then you can't do the like him with Harley is a cuckoo banana pants top pairing so could him with tanev like i think they've got options that's why i'm saying harley with anybody who can play defense you're saying <laughs> yeah yeah and so I, i'm very intrigued to see how they use these four guys down the stretch and and heading into the playoffs but now i think their biggest problem is solved with they've got a really really strong and dynamic uh top two pairs and 
just fuck the third pair. Don't, don't play them in the playoffs. Who? Uh, Ryan Suter. So Suter's on your third pair yeah. now. Yeah. So and I love that. You could play that in the playoffs. <laughs> you're, if, if you're playing Ryan Suter in the playoffs, you want limited minutes. Yeah, but like, it's not like he's going out there and getting... He, he got worked last year. In the playoffs, he's probably playing 17 minutes a night or No under. way. You think so? Absolutely not. He's playing way less than that this playoff run. Hmm. I think it sounds like you're underestimating how much Ryan Suter sucks. I mean, Ryan Suter fucking sucks now. Yeah, and now they have another very old defenseman that they can use <laughs> that they can run into the him. ground. So, uh, is any deal that allows the Dallas Stars to play Ryan Suter less? Hmm. I'm in. Uh, folks, uh, suggest things that we can do. By the way, uh, to get to the numbers that we want YouTube wise, to get to four thousand. By next week, I, I suggested recently that Pete and I start betting each other, uh, like do like stream bets where like right there, I say Ryan Suter averages 17 minutes in the playoffs. He says, no, if he's right, I got to do something on a stream. If I'm right, he's got to fucking uh, admit that he likes when people touch his feet and that he's a ticklish little baby. I got to get the uh, the surgery where I break both my legs for like three inches of height. I don't know if that... Uh, yeah, maybe. That could be okay. All right, I'll tell you what else is okay. Playing prize picks because football season may be over, but I am thinking about college basketball, thinking about hockey, and thinking about all these lovely sports because there is no shortage of high-stakes action happening this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your knowledge. I'm talking about hoops. I'm talking about puck. I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. You can turn it into serious cash. All right. Uh, conference championships in, uh, in basketball or the tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketball are getting closer. Be part of the action on prize picks for both men's and women's college basketball. Talking about Caitlin Clark, go to prizepickscom slash what chaos and use code what chaos for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom slash what chaos and use code what chaos pick more pick less. It's that Easy. I've got a, an Edmonton Oilers trade that I'm going to hit you guys with in uh, just a little bit. But first, we must discuss how incredibly back they are. Thanks to this man, Zach Hyman. 40 goals on the season. Incredible. What a stud. The second most goals in a single season by a Jewish player in NHL history. Three off the record. He's going to smoke Jack Hughes's 43 and become the all-time single-season best goal-scoring Jewish hockey player. Let's give it up. No? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think Zach Hyman gets me excited. Zach Hyman moves the needle for me now. I have friends who don't like hockey that just love that Zach Hyman is going on. Your passion for Zach Hyman has been infectious. It, uh, I feel it. Um, he just... I, the the audacity of the season is finally kind of hitting me for Zach Hyman, where, like, Zach Hyman was always a good player since joining Edmonton, but the fact that he's on pace to score, like, 57 goals for the Oilers this season. Are we doing an on-pace Twitter out of Pete? Let's yep. see. I think, he's, I think he's on pace for 56. Um, that sounds low. We're pretty close to the end of the season here, pal. He is on pace for Gene. He's on pace for 61. 61. No, he's on pace for six, 56. Okay. Yeah. Fuck you. Um, that was but you so were fucking wrong about, uh, by the way, uh, breaking news. It's Matt Rempe. I knew it. What an asshole. It's Matt Rempe? Yeah. It's, everybody says Matt Rempe. Rempe. Where'd you hear that? The uh, fucking pronunciation guide that's wrong all the time? This is going to help me, but Biz said it. And I was oh like, Oh my God. And that's I was, your source? And no, and then I was like, let me hit the pronunciation guide. It's Rempe. Oh, it's Rempe. The pronunciation guide the, for how it many was, times we've uh, cited it this season is literally all for one. It's Rempe. Everybody says it's Rempe. It's Matt Rempe. Believe me. Um, Sean is crunching, <laughs> is feverishly crunching numbers as we speak. But go on. The audacity of Zach Hyman scoring like 60 goals and maybe one of them coming from more than five feet away from the net is amazing and that's not 
that's not a criticism of Zach Hyman. That's not a criticism of Zach Hyman's game. Uh, the, the, a lot of the criticisms that I'm seeing or the pushback from like, oh, he's not that special is that like he scores all his goals in close and that he plays with Connor McDavid. Both of those things are not uh, criticisms of Zach Hyman. If you score goals from in close, that's a old time hockey. I fucking love that. It's I yeoman's love, work. I love people. Exactly. I love people that just hang around the net and clean up. You, I know you do. Your favorite two players are James Van Riemsdyk <laughs> and Zach Hyman. So I know that you appreciate it. Uh, and also, R.I.P. Jimmy Hayes. He, uh, yeah. when the Bruins traded for him, they were like, I think he'd scored 19 goals. And they were like, whoa, they've added a dynamic goal scorer. He scored 90 goals last year. And I was like, oh, boys. No, 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 no. <laughs> he goes to the front of the net, bangs him in just how I like it. I, I fucking love those kind of players. And the people that say, like, oh, he's a passenger of McDavid. Actually, McDavid is a passenger of Zach Hyman. Because how many goals does Connor McDavid have in the past two weeks? One. Scored one last night. What a pussy. Right after he said that he was never going to shoot again. Happens to score the overtime game-winning goal. Fucking fraud. What a, what a liar. Let's say we flip this thing over and reveal a C. Because I think that this team needs leadership that Connor McDavid, quite frankly isn't providing he's getting lippy with Liam McHugh after the games <laughs> he's he's not scoring goals and then he's lying a real piece of shit if you ask me um he did have that incredible chase down block of Robert Thomas though oh, oh no wait. that was Ryan Nugent Hopkins that was the good first overall pick from the Edmonton Oilers <laughs> this is weird we're doing like an anti-Connor McDavid thing let's get uh, off this the before I get to the Nuge thing because I do want to talk about that uh the, the the conversation around like oh Hyman's a passenger of McDavid. I've always said this playing with Connor McDavid. Yeah, like I'm sure it's. I, I actually saw Hyman talking about this yesterday. Like, yeah, playing with McDavid is a fucking incredible opportunity. Not everybody can do it. You can't just stick a fucking shit bum next to Connor McDavid and expect to get thirty to forty goals. Because when you play. When you play with a guy like McDavid, you have to exist on his plane. And existing on Connor McDavid's plane is extremely difficult to do. And I think that you have to be able to keep up with him both physically and mentally and be prepared to clean up when Connor McDavid throws something your way that you're not expecting or like no other player in the world can get a puck to you in that space. So like that's not a criticism of Zach Hyman. It's like he's he is the Chris Kunitz of to to Sidney Crosby uh and he is Kunitz for uh, for McDavid. Okay, anybody can play with that guy is usually wrong. Yeah. And I know that's applied to a lot of players. Oh, you could stick anybody on that guy. Th th this happened all the time with the Bruins and uh, oh, you you put anybody uh next to Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand, they're going to score 30 goals. No, they're not because Patrice Bergeron is a right shot who plays with Brad Marchand. He is going to pass to Brad Marchand every fucking single time. He's not looking to his right. If you have Tyler Sagan next to him or if you have David Pasternak next to him, yeah, those guys are going to score a bunch of goals. But the idea of like you can just put any bum next to him and they're going to score 20, just not true. Mm -hmm. And the same sort of thing is applied to Connor McDavid. There, I'm not going to name names, but there have been a lot of good players who have been like, I'll go play next to Connor McDavid, and it doesn't end up happening. I've been wanting to say this to Zach Hyman, if the Oilers will ever let us have him on the show. There's a thing with Connor McDavid of, oh, yeah, well, you could put any good player next to uh, Connor McDavid, and he'll score whatever. Cool. What happens when you put a great player next to Connor McDavid? And, yeah, I'm putting the great label You're on. You're slapping great on Zach Hyman? Okay, so let's say, okay, well, very good. I'm very saying good. that. Zach Hyman I'll is better. Very good. Zach Hyman is better than you take any decent guy and just throw him out there next to like this is what happens if if you take a decent goal scorer and put them next to Connor McDavid and that guy scores twenty five, put a much better player next to Connor McDavid and here you end up with fifty six goals. I mean the conversation is also revisionist history because why do they go out and sign Zach Hyman? is because they had a bunch of not very good players playing next to Connor McDavid, and he was carrying that team. And they were like, hey, we should get some good wingers for this guy. I mean, it's the same with, like, Connor Bedard right now. It's He's got uh, he's got some, some talent that he's elevating next to him, but, like, they need to put very good players next to him for, for it to really work. I wish uh, we could have seen some 
Bedard Taylor Hall for an extended period. Get some like trying Taylor Hall. That would have been really cool. Also, uh, Zach Hyman is the first player not named Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid to have a 40-goal season for the Oilers. First since Peter Klima in 1990-1991. Incredible. What a guy. What a player. What a stud. Uh, I want to ask this question to you, and it's a, a good transition to Nugent Hopkins. Uh, what is going to be, at, at the end of the day, what's going to be the weirder outlier season? Is it going to be... Ryan Nugent Hopkins having 100 points last year, or is it going to be Zach Hyman scoring 50 to 60 goals this season? I don't know about outlier because I think that Zach Hyman can just keep doing what he's doing. Zach Hyman's not going to score 50 to 60 goals every year. No, but I think that he's on like 35 goal watch and he scored 36 goals last year, I want to say. If he ends up scoring 56, yeah, that's huge. But like, I feel like the... You don't just arrive and become a regular 50-goal scorer. That's so, 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 so extremely rare. He's not going to be a regular 50-goal scorer, but he can be a regular 35-goal scorer for the next couple of years after this. So I would say that this isn't outlierish. It's just having a very good season for a guy who's going to pump in a million goals next year. I don't know. Like If he ends up with like 56, 57 Let's say he gets 60 goals. That is going to be an incredible outlier season. He's never, this is the first time he's ever hit 40. He may end up in the 30 to 40 range for like a couple more seasons beyond this, but you're going to see 60 on a page and that's going to be a pretty outrageous outlier season, I think. I'm a little annoyed. Uh, some Leafs fans are uh, taking my brand, which is to make fun of the Leafs for not signing Zach Hyman. The way I position it is they chose somebody named Austin Matthews over this guy. Way to go, losers. I make that joke knowing there's no way they were going to sign Zach Hyman. They had a million guys they were going to have to pay. They kept drafting forwards and with top five picks. Those guys were going to need money. You're not going to pay your, your fifth-round pick who scores 20 goals a year. Huge money when he can go out in free agency and get a bunch. His career high with the... Leafs, and I think he did it multiple times in six seasons with the Leafs was 21 goals. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back-to-back seasons. He had 21 goals in 51 games. uh, Damn. Second to last season in Toronto, though. Damn. Yeah. So I don't think that they were counting on him to score 56 for them. It made sense. He wouldn't have either. Go get a big bag, whatever. But it is very funny. That was a a situation where it, it seemed like at the time nobody was upset. Nobody was upset like... Even Leafs fans were like, damn, it sucks that we're going to lose Zach Hyman, but kind of is what it is. Don't He's not in the plans, and I hope that he goes somewhere else and finds a, a good landing spot and has a good career, and that's exactly what he's done. We don't have to go back in time and say, fucking Leafs are idiots. It, it was just, he was never going to stay there. Okay. They're idiots for a million reasons, not for that reason. Yeah, just... Uh, uh, let's talk about some other things with the Oilers. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, please. I want to talk about yes. that. Ryan Nugent Hopkins had the back check of the year last night and uh to preserve a tie game in the third period and just absolutely picked robert thomas's pocket on a breakaway we were talking about it before the show started and you said calling it a back check is not nearly doing it justice and i agree with that it was essentially the chase down block of the nhl and that's one of my favorite plays especially on a breakaway when you have a guy with a clear breakaway and you've got a guy on his heels and the cleanest stick lift, lift you've ever seen immediately takes the puck and then just turns it the other way. Just one of my favorite plays in hockey. Yeah, I mean, light dumbass. Well, I, I also loved it. And I love like the LeBron chase down block. I like you said, I view this as a chase down block and not uh, just a back check. Robert Thomas on light. Idiot watch on light Seinfeld. What the fuck are you doing? You stupid little shit. You're out there against the Edmonton Oilers power play. And you're like a breakaway. Tell you what I ought to do. Ease up. <laughs> yeah. Let's not, let's not make our choice. You know what I should do on this breakaway? Wait out the goalie. That'll, oh fuck. A first overall pick just flew down the ice and took the puck away from me. That was always going to happen. It rocked though. I was yelling at the TV Incredible. I spent a lot of time yesterday on Twitter refreshing, waiting for clips to hit the feed Mm -hmm. so I could like blast out like Zach Hyman scored his 40th goal. Or in the case of yesterday, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, just Benjamin Watson 
Robert Thomas. Yeah. Because that's what that was. Yeah. Chased him down, knocked the ball out. Fantastic. And the Oilers win. Uh, also got to put uh, Jordan Bennington on crybaby watch because there was a play in front of the net. I was going to text you guys, holy shit, I think Zach Hyman just fucking lit up Jordan Bennington because Bennington went flying down. Then they showed it. Nothing. You know what play I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Bennington just fucking came out of his crease, crashed into him. Whoa. Yeah, big bitch watch. Bitch watch. He's always on bitch watch. He had a big, big game last night, though. Uh, Stu good. Skinner was awesome, by the way. Both goalies last night were really good. Um, yeah. So uh, shout out to Jordan Bennington. You're still a bitch, though. Do you want my uh, Oilers trade? Uh, yeah, let's hear it. Okay. My Oilers trade, and this does involve some double retention, so this ain't your uh, granddaddy's hockey trade. The Oilers trade a first, a second, Fogel. I already don't like it. A.K.A. McLovin. Yeah, I don't like it. Why? Warren Fogel rocks. Warren Fogel does rock, but he's going to be the guy, I think, that if they make a move and they have to send money out, he's probably going to be the guy. All right, let's hear who's coming back. Assuming there's a forward coming back. He makes $2.75 million. Uh, They receive Frank Vetrano. Oh, boy. At 50%, that's $1.825 million. Yeah. Adam Henrique okay. at 25%, mm-hmm. that's $1.456 million, whatever. Uh, the Ducks get a first and a second round pick. The Predators get Warren Fogle and possibly a late draft pick. I'm not doing that deal from the Ducks. And then you are, Ducks, you probably will maybe want a little more. We not could, doing that deal from the we Ducks. We could throw in some 2026. 20, Draft picks. Very, very easy. <laughs> and Ducks, then easiest no in the world for the Ducks there. I don't know about easiest no in the world. You get a first and second round pick for for uh Henrique and Vetrano. Both of those guys could command a first round pick on their own at the at the deadline. Possibly. We'll see if they do. I don't know if they do. You you're also you're talking about a year of con- another year of control for Vetrano via, beyond this season. It's absolutely going to cost him more than a first and a second. All right, fine. I'll just because you're being a little crybaby about, about this, I'll throw in a 2026 second round pick. The first and two second round picks? Yeah. I still don't know if that gets the deal done. The, the Oilers have stuff to sweeten it. Okay. Believe me. <laughs> they have stuff. They, I, I think you get a customized video message from Gene. I think they top. don't have. I think they don't have a second round pick next year, but they could throw in, please, easy. 2026 first round pick. It's not happening. You, what it's, a bitch you're being about this. It's just not a, it's not a good trade. Not you're, a good trade for Anaheim. I'm, Sean, can I put Pete on uh, bad trade discusser watch? It, it took him like nine minutes to, to start having the Seth Jones conversation. Sorry to, ruin, there and sorry to ruin your fan fiction. These are good ideas. These are <laughs> for the Oilers. These are being created. It's not a good idea for the uh, for the Anaheim Ducks. I don't think it's good. I have to wait for Frank Saravalli to tweet that it's a possibility, and then I can wrap my head around it and believe it. We're we're making moves here. I'm a free. Th- I'm a game. free thinker. You're what? I'm a free thinker. This has nothing to do with Frank. No, I'm saying that. No, I'm saying that you're not being a free thinker. I'm saying that's, that you're waiting for. Like, that's why until I'm somebody else back puts and it out there. I'm a free thinker. This is. Uh, um, on my own accord, I'm saying that deal sucks. Everybody suggest uh, hypothetical trades that haven't been put out there yet, so uh, Pete can. I was fully waiting for this three-team deal to involve the, the Chicago Blackhawks sending Seth Jones. <laughs> ah, fuck! I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> the Chicago Blackhawks brokering a trade and also sending Seth Jones in the deal. I do like the idea, though, of teams that have some weaknesses going out and trading to address their strengths. It like, that happens a lot. Too. Markstrom to the Bruins win. It, it happens a lot once you see the market change. Um, you see, like, you know, we could improve in this area, and then you see the the top guys get moved out, and you, you readjust, you pivot, and you go, all right, well, if we can't address our weaknesses, let's just make our strengths better. Hmm. If the Oilers added... Adam Henrique and Frank Vetrano. I would love that in a vacuum, yes. They could have a top nine of Kane McDavid Hyman, the Nuge Drysidle Vetrano, Henrique McLeod Perry. Dude, that would be incredible. That would be amazing, and I'm pretty sure that third line would be annoying and let them down at points, but I like Corey Perry since he's gotten to Edmonton. It's because you don't have to think about him. Right. He, yeah, he's in the. He's just there every once in a while. Yeah. That's that's the best 
possible scenario for Corey Perry. You don't have to think about it much. Just let him exist. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, it's also a big time for the podcast right now because it's like spike time, baby. Oh, we we've remember. got a good amount of people in here. Let's get uh, let's get some likes on the board. Three, two, one, spike those likes. Get our numbers up. We're trying to we're trying to get those numbers closer to four thousand so we can do a twenty four hour stream for you next week. Uh, by the way, I think that DJ mentioned, but like the twenty four hour stream will start on the Thursday and go till like shortly after trade deadline on Friday, which means that the meat of the the stream will be us like hanging on for dear life during the trade deadline, which is a, a hilarious thought. To be running on empty as like we'd be at our most trade, tired. Trade winds are picking up. We would be getting duped by <laughs> Adarn Schefter so hard. We got guest planned. Oh, we got a lot of big plans for uh for our trade deadline stream. Whether it's twenty four hours, whether it's six hours, whatever. But twenty four like, hours will be the best for content. If yeah, if it ends up being a short stream, we're not gonna have good attitudes about it. <laughs> we're not gonna be happy. So get on those like spikes. And uh, and and pump our numbers. We will. We uh, you know what we'll do? What's up? If we do a twenty-four hour stream, we will do. You know how they do like the first look uh, of uh, when a player gets traded. Here's mm-hmm. what they look like in the jersey. We will have an easel set up, and every time a trade is made, we will. One of us will paint oh, what they look like. I how love this. That? I love that. I think that, that, honestly, that that's a. A hilarious but extremely flawed idea because by the time it takes us to finish one of the paintings, there will be like four more trades. That's right. It's yeah. Uh, you ever see the uh, uh, I Love Lucy with uh, the assembly line where she's yes, supposed to be yeah, wrapping yeah, the yeah, candies yeah, yeah, yeah. and they keep flying by? Yeah. We having backup easels we're on gonna, backup We're going to be eating paint yes. by, by, uh, by the time. Stuffing them in our bras. <laughs> yes. Um, that's a that's a really good idea because one thing that really annoys me about the internet now is everybody does those fucking microsoft paint photoshops of like here's a first look at this person and it's just like a shitty microsoft painting i did that it's been done i did that on the internet like 12 years ago yeah i was gonna say like i remember when people were first starting to do that and i thought it was funny and it was funny yeah and now it's like if you do that pretending like you invented it in 2024 super lame but here's the thing about content creators these days there's not they're very shameless about like somebody will see a TikTok that does well and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just going to do this exact same thing. Copy paste. Yeah. And it's it's thanks. What's worse, um, the paint thing you described or when a team, a player gets traded back to a team that he was on before. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I did this jersey swap and it's just an old picture. That's lame as well. That's also lame. Yeah. I agree. I'll tell you what. I think the idea of us painting the uh, thing, I think that is one has, of the best ideas that we've had. Be hilarious. It has to happen. I think that would be. I think that's a perfect. So idea. that I think that we do no matter what. I agree. But <laughs> I'm going to say we're only going to do it if we do a 24 hour stream. That's you right. Should, hold them. Hold them hostage. You should find like just like an art student to do it and just like have no. Them it's in way a, funnier. But no, I'm just it. like have them in like a room and like just like they're just frantically painting <laughs> shit and it's just every once in a while you you just like and here's our art student and that'll be good promotion shit. though if we do like a uh, first look at frank vetrano in a an oilers jersey and it's like within five minutes of that deal going down and we just have like a picture of it of the painting and then tweet that out it's also great art for the studio that we could frame them after the fact and just like and hang them up with no explanation be like why is there a photo of adam henrique why is there a shitty painting of Adam Henrique in an Oilers uniform? Like, buddy, let me tell you the story behind that one. This is a really good idea. I think it's a, great it's a idea. genius idea. I think, I, like, I, I I might raw dog me a uh, an Amazon trip in, like, five minutes. An and, Amazon trip? Yeah. Like, t- on the internet? Yeah. Nice. Take a, take a trip to Amazon. You fire up the car. And say, what kind of uh, colors are we, or what kind of uh, paints are we working with? 
Sean, it's got to be stuff that that translates well to video. I think you, so it can't be of, like water. Instead color. of you should do like uh, those like oil pastel crayon type things. Crayons. So it's it'll be a little easier to to manage and I think see. Yeah, and and that'll help. That'll also. I, I'm I, a grown I, man I using crayons. I understand your your uh, your furrowed brow. Not right normal now. crayons, like the artsy crayon, like the, yeah. the oil pastel. It'll also be quicker. You know, like we have to, we have to consider the the speed. If Paint, I'm not, painting is going to take forever. If I'm not putting brush <laughs> to paint, if I'm not dipping brush to a little cup, I'm out. Or you could do you, finger painting. That'd be gross. Yeah, that'd be tough logistically. What if you got like a, what if you got a crayon, but you had like the Cruella DeVille cigarette holder that made it look like a fancy ass crayon? That's at least a step in the right direction. That's a good idea. And you could use it like a paintbrush. I saw, I legitimately saw a like teenage girl smoking um, a cigarette out of one of those like long Cruella de Vils yep. in the parking lot of a CVS this summer. That's and it was the most stunning, the, the most ever. stunning visual I've ever seen in my life. Because for my entire childhood, <laughs> I looked at those cigarette holders as like the height of luxury. It's somebody who is just like too good for smoking a cigarette with their bare hands. But here's a teenage girl smoking a cigarette in a parking lot of a CVS using one of those. It just completely ruined the entire brand uh, image for me. Earmuffs, everybody. Uh, Pete, would you mind uh, revealing the, uh, the the race of this I don't, I don't, I don't remember. And I also don't, Yo, why does that matter? Does, I was going to guess it was a white person. <laughs> it probably was, but I don't remember. I was like, that sounded like the like trashiest, whitest thing <laughs> in the world. <laughs> yes. too. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I want it to be, and we can't use an easel if we're doing fucking crayons. Yeah, you can. And if we're not doing an easel, I'm out. Yeah, you why, can. You why can would absolutely you, do an easel with crayons. That is so... I, and again, I didn't say... I'm not saying crayons. Not Crayola crayons. You it's go, very guys different. are thinking so I'm small. I'm saying oil pastels. Like what actual artists use to make art. You know what? I'm going to... Uh, you can make art with anything. True. I'm going to ask esteemed painter Jake Longstreth what uh, we should use. Or you can go like real Bob Ross with it and get like one of the, the board things that he uses where he has like all the little paints on it. I do like that. I like that aesthetic. Uh, that's called a palette. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm, that I, could be. I just. I. I want to limit. We gotta. We gotta limit the the mess and maximize efficiency. I think the the if you're gonna do paint the palette probably because then you can literally just set it back down and pick it back up and yeah. get all the colors. Just. Small. I think that we could make. I think. I think that minimizing the mess would be doable. We just put some shit below it. Tarp. A tarp. A towel. Like a canvas tarp. Yeah. Right, those like one of the, it's got heavy. substance. Yeah. yeah, those boys. One of the things you lay down when you're like painting your walls. Uh, or I guess that's usually plastic. Isn't here's it? a question: What will our smock situation be? That's a, I. I feel like we shouldn't we shouldn't wear smocks. We should order shitty t-shirts. I was gonna like say you got to do the elementary school shit where yeah. you have like a t-shirt that's three sizes but, too big. But we have to get like we have to each buy a shitty t-shirt from like eBay that's hockey related, like a five X. I'm just gonna wear like a Toronto Maple Leaf shirt. And just get paint all over it, and that'll be uh, my joke. Um, we I could. Wanna... Somebody suggested if we're gonna go the crayon route, I I would rather sculpt than do crayons. That would be gross, though. That would. I, d I genuinely do not understand your aversion to the crayons. It's just uh, he thinks that he's fucking too good for crayons. Yeah, I was gonna say, how do I put this? Uh, it's fucking small time. He thinks that he's too good for crayons. I disagree. I think it kind of fits with the vibe of the show, and he's not talking about like elementary school crayons Thank here. You. Yeah. But again, so I see what Sean's getting at. But how? So Sean, show us on with the your camera. How are we holding these crayons? Well, I, I mean, how do you hold a crayon? I think that depends on how you, as the individual, hold crayons. So act again, as not though, crayons, but all right. So act as though, let's say, half a foot in front of your face is the surface pretend that you're using it with like an oil pastel I'm, i would probably like i would probably be doing this i don't i wouldn't hold it like a pen oh if you're okay because like here's this, the thing that's a good that's a good my yeah. trick with my my thing was it's half a foot away i'd hold it all the way here because i want my fingers i want whatever i'm using to be long that's what she said 
like I'm going like that. I'm not going right up to it like a fucking, you know <laughs> this what? This guy's fucking too good for crayons. Bob it's Ross driving me here. crazy. Yeah. Uh, but pro shop wars, but it's a trip to Michael's. That's a, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could each do your own style of art. That's true. That's, that pisses me off though. So this has happened before, where I come up with a million dollar idea, and then someone's like, "Oh, here's a quicker, easier way of doing it." No, we'll I'm not just do a, it this way, and I'm like, "No, I don't think it's happens. about it being quicker or easier." In my last place of work, uh, there was a big blank whiteboard. And I started using it for amazing stuff. And it was always blank. And it was a real hit. And then it just turned into the most basic, kind of lame, like, what's your desert island fucking, uh, like, movie? Uh, and I was so offended. No. So I was I, like, that's not why I We're not going to bastardize your idea, but I do, I think, like. Well, no, it's our idea. Like, we are painting. I threw out, let's paint. All, we, we can have our individual styles. Like, yes, no. That's yes. That's what that's what art is. It's a reflection of self. And so, if you want to uh, do your painting, I'm however, so fucking mad. This guy just thinks that he's too fucking good for crayons. I, yes, we're all too good. The idea I'm is not too, too good, for, good crayons. for crayons. Again, My brain. Can we stop is, calling them crayons? They're yeah. not crayons. Crayons Having are some good, child shit. Do you not see the problem behind somebody saying, "Let's get." easels and paint and eventually taking it to let's use crayons somebody said let's shoot for the moon and you said what if we walked no i i i, I truly think that you're you're misconstruing i agree uh, I very uh, much Sean's agree. sean is telling me this i just don't know how i am he just he, his his fatal flaw was calling calling them crayons. crayons i did not mean crayons this was yeah. a branding issue uh i did want to talk about the the fact that I guess it's not a fact it's a report that Elias Pettersson is nearing a deal with the Vancouver Canucks yeah like two days after it was reported that he has not said shit to the Vancouver Canucks and uh my pal Frank Cervalli who apparently I copy a, a, all of his thoughts I'm not saying you're coffee I'm saying that you wait for and this is this, this isn't uh an insult for news statement of uh, fact I think that uh, you'd rather there being some like, hey, it's okay to have this idea That's before. A, a lot of people are like that. I'm not saying that it makes you any less of a man. That it's is just a different way style. more insulting than, didn't mean for than the, the crayon thing. You're literally saying that I don't have an ability to think for myself or put takes out there for myself. I'm saying that. Th that's, th that's exactly not what, what I you're mean saying. to say. That's not what I mean to say. That's what you're saying. If that's what I said. You said that I can't, I don't, I'm not willing to put a take out there unless somebody with a repute has it first. You know what, Sean? This isn't a bad thing that's all happened because you know what we're going to start getting? What? Outrageous takes out of Pete. I've always had my own fucking takes. I'm, that's, I'm, I didn't say that you didn't. I'm wrong a lot. I'm I'm citing Frank Cervalli here because it is a report from Frank Cervalli. I didn't not insult you for say you brought up you said according to Frank who, who apparently you insulted me earlier by comparing and saying that he is the I uh, source you a little of bit. all takes from my brain. I no I, I think I was fair in saying if I throw out a hypothetical trade thing out there. It's easier to agree with it or it's easier to wrap your head around it if there's been some discourse about it already. I'm not going to change my opinion on Frank Vetrano and Adam Henrique. Uh, I hope that yielding exact a fucking, first and second round pick. I hope that exact return, trade happens. Horrible trade. And Warren you Fogle. That You're acting like, like Warren Fogle. You spinning that as first like, this you said is you don't a good idea trade, for me. First you said you don't want to trade Warren Fogle and then you didn't even include him in the trade package because he was so insignificant. What the, Oh uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Warren Fogle, Warren Fogle is not going to be the centerpiece of that deal. The centerpiece of that deal would be the picks. Suddenly this picks sound like a lot, huh? There's not a lot. If the centerpiece isn't good enough, it's a bad deal. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, Elias Pedersen, the report from Frank is that, uh, that Pedersen, went to the Vancouver Canucks this week and said, hey, shut these motherfuckers up. They're talking about me. They're saying, I don't want to have any discourse around my contract extension. We're all looking for the guy who did this. <laughs> yeah, that's the report. I don't know if I buy it. Uh, 
I I can't imagine Elias Pettersson coming out before the season and being like, not talking about my contract and seeing the buzz that it generated back then when it happened. And then like halfway through the season, seeing one or two reports come out and say like, hmm, this is interesting. They're still not having any discourse on their contract. And then Pettersson immediately being like, uh, never mind. Let's get this deal done and let's shut people up. I think that there's been jockeying from both sides. I think that the Canucks have wanted to do something all year. I think that Pedersen has not needed to be in any rush. Oh. And I think that at some point there was some movement. And again, as I said, this agent, one of the best agents in hockey, doesn't need to fucking do anything. Like, will always do what's right by his client. So if there was a number in mind and the Canucks weren't close to it yet, I could see the agent saying, cool, let's not waste each other's times. Like, I'm, we're not going to bend on this. Mm -hmm. We have no reason to. Our number is only going up as we learn more about the cap next season. So, fine. No hard feelings. We'll figure it out later. And the Canucks saying, like, I mean, this happened literally a year ago. Same agent, David Pasternak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was no movement on that. No movement until front. there was movement, and then it happened pretty quickly. So, you think that the, uh, if you had to guess, was the story planted this week by the Vancouver Canucks to apply pressure. Ooh, who did it? We don't do hit chat. We can do this kind of chat. A little conspiracy chat? A little conspiracy chat. Little, uh, little we're all looking for the guy who did this chat. Uh, I could see, well, who reported the exasperation on the... Donnie and Dolly. Donnie and That's Dolly. Right. Specifically Dolly. Um, but it was also kind of reinforced by Elliot, who had said, you know, there's noise around Elias Pettersson and his, the quietness on the contract front. The silence was deafening. Yes. Correct. I could see, I mean, yeah, my guess would be that the Canucks would throw out there that they're maybe a little frustrated, but again, like the ball's kind of in your court. You're the one that has to get the RFA to be, to start talking to you and get their attention. So I just think, like, I don't know, pretty obvious. Their offer went up, and then they get to a point of being able to negotiate. And here we are. We'll you, see what ends up uh, shaking out. You think by the time we have an, uh, an, another show that Elias Pettersson will have an eight-year deal from the Vancouver Canucks? No. You don't think so? Not by nah, Monday? By the time we have another show, is today Thursday? Today is Thursday. It will be Monday. Uh, Frank said he is expecting it in the coming days. I don't know. Right. Yeah, Frank's very... Frank is uh leaning into it and i trust frank so i don't know we'll see i don't have a take there's also like t uh, a lot of the times these big extensions happen around the trade deadline yeah because you want to know uh if you're adding anybody with term mm -hmm. what your cap situation looks like uh going forward i want to know what the chain situation looks like going forward chain situation flame I mean, still not playing Flames is still not playing. I don't. Yeah, I don't know why you're asking for an update. We established yesterday that the Flames never play. They won their game. They'll play in like a week. Now they play on Saturday. They got the uh, who they got? Penguins or Penguins? They the yeah. Penguins. Penguins. I know they they their next two games are against teams that I own, yeah, and I Penguins love and that they got worse immediately before they have to play two teams that I own. So. Let's go Penguin slash Kraken. Uh, can we dip into the slate? Let's do. You guys haven't talked grades. about. Did you see the uh, Vegas Golden Knights are not cheating this morning? Jack Eichel in a white jersey. White jersey. Oh, what? Screams, uh, screams setback. Yes, if he's right. taking contact at practice. Just saying. Are to they that rushing there. him back <laughs> oh. in order to sabotage him? Bruins. And then I think their next game is against the Buffalo he's Sabres. He's not too. playing tonight against the Bruins, though. That was already announced. Yeah, yesterday. so I'm pretty sure that the, I saw someone tweet this, so I haven't looked. I'm pretty oh, sure the next, their next game, first game back against Sabres? Sabres. I think so. Ooh. That's in Buffalo? I, I would I Boys trip? Be. I would assume they're on the uh, East Coast trip right now. Jack Eichel is ducking playing in Boston. I don't think he's played in Boston since 2019. Really? Yeah, I think that was his last game in Boston. Damn. I don't know. Uh, the slate, though, Golden Knights at Bruins, 12 games, 7 p.m. Coyotes at Maple Leafs. That's U.S. 7 p.m. Coyotes going for their 14th straight loss. And so 
the Toronto Maple Leafs are looking to beat the Arizona Coyotes in regulation in Toronto for the first time since 2001. Oh, that's right. Damn. Something's got to give there. Yep. Yeah. Something's got to give there because it's the Coyotes. Oh, oh, if, you, if I'm a Maple Leafs fan, I have never been more scared for a regular season game than I, like I'm putting every single dollar so I have on the Coyotes. Tonight. You have to. It's the, you have to. Oh. Uh, 7 p.m. You got the Islanders, the Red Wings. 7 p.m. You got Sabers at Lightning. 7 p.m. Canadians at Panthers. 7 p.m. Hurricanes at Blue Jackets. 8 p.m. Wild at Predators. 8 p.m. Jets at Stars. 9 p.m. Avalanche at Blackhawks. 10 p.m. Kings at Canucks. 10 p.m. Penguins at Kraken. 10:30 p.m. Ducks at Sharks. So I'm going to run you through the interesting ones here. Golden Knights at Bruins, Mm -hmm. Jets at Stars, Kings at Canucks. Those are the only three games in which both teams are currently in playoff position. As you said, Sean, there's a lot of juice around Coyotes at Maple Leafs and 10.30 p.m. Ducks at Sharks. Sharks. That's a celebrating bowl and a half. Yeah. 30th versus 31st. Yeah, and and like a 10.30 nightcap where it's like, it doesn't matter if you fall asleep because either these are two shitty teams, but also you want to see what happens. That is a tremendous nightcap. True cap nightcap game. because it is the final game. Yeah. 10 30. There's a here, it's, here's, it's a lone it's a lone wolf at 10 30. I love that. I like lone wolf. I like nightcap. I like all your terms here. Uh let's look at the structure because you got six games at 7 p.m., two at 8 p.m., one at 9 p.m. Two at 10 p.m. and then you got a lone wolf at 10:30 p.m. Another way of putting it is six games at seven, and then six games after seven. My issue is the breakdown of games after seven is not amazing. Well, I, I think from a structure standpoint, uh, I'd like to see a few 7:30s mixed in here. There's too many seven o'clock games. I just whenever you have two seven seven thirty ish games or like in that area, you should have seven and seven thirty. Yeah. Seven thirty is a really, really good start time. I think that's the ideal start time for the East Coast. I think that the the structure ends strong with one Agree. bonkers game at ten thirty. The structure up to that point leaves a lot to be desired, but there are some really good games here. For sure I'm going to be glued to I mean seven PM we were talking about maybe do we go to this uh, Golden Knights game against the Bruins? I got other shit I got to watch now. Mm-hmm. Coyotes at Maple Leafs is too good. <laughs> maybe I uh, could always press box it, bring an iPad, watch Coyotes at Maple Leafs at the same time. I don't know. Don't think it's going to happen. think I'm just going to have to double screen it. Uh, the structure, not amazing for me overall. I give this slate... An A minus. <laughs> An A minus. That's some classic misdirection there by you. you. You had me for a second. You went like that. I did. You yeah. said, my feet. <laughs> Let me touch your feet. You're still lightly. Ma- I, did, I didn't mean. I, I guess I lashed out because I wasn't getting the engagement I wanted. I think that you have takes. I ha- you, got, you got engagement. It just wasn't. Me buttering you, up your trade proposal. I got this. And you got salty Sean, about he it. Was, no, he was dismissive. Bad radio a little bit. He did a, oh, oh that's not going to happen. I'm Bad not. radio a little bit. I, I'm the son of divorced parents. I'm not taking sides. <laughs> we don't pit you. We don't uh, no, I know. You pit do you not. against us uh, as often as we should. Do you ever do that? I don't. Pit what? Try to pit Sean against like, me? To pit you sides? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's good for... We're usually all together at the same time, so I don't know how we could do that, but... I think that we, uh, we when we have our arguments, which we we have plenty of arguments, we both are, like, firmly in our own camp, and we don't need any any reinforcement or support. You know what we should do? I'm going to start... Uh, Sean is definitely, like, the... the, the uh, I'm the only child. Childhood divorce yeah. in, in this, <laughs> this podcast as well. When we have our fights in the text chain and Sean just has no response for, like, four hours, he's just, like, sitting in his room playing video games with, uh, <laughs> exactly with headphones on yeah, while, really the, loud. while the parents scream in the other room. <laughs> it's amazing. I feel like taking sides is... Uh, the short is a the fastest way to drive a wedge in a relationship. Mm. Sean, well, I'm gonna start, Sean's a businessman. I'm gonna start pitting Pete against Sean. And I will Sounds say, like you're I always against Frank Cervalli. I am a very reason. opinionated person. If people ask me for my opinions, I will give them. But I'm not. I don't. I am never so self-centered to think that people want my opinions or need my opinions on anything. 
Brother, you have the strongest opinions of every anybody well, I've ever on met. On bullshit stuff. <laughs> I'm like on dumb stuff. Like I will, I could sit here and talk about feet for an hour. But we, if you're we'll if talking about something, we'll be talking about something like in the uh, in the office before going live, and then like you've been quiet for 45 mm. minutes, and as soon as something like perks your ears up, yes. you're just like, I love. I got something to say. Listen, <laughs> I love giving my opinion on stuff. It is one of my favorite pastimes, but I don't do it if I think that it would like could cause problems i don't give like i only do that on on nonsense stuff that i have fun with what's the I, point of, what's the point of having an opinion if you don't think it's going to cause problems mm. fair since since i met you sean there's been a lot of times where something has popped up and i've been very excited to get your opinion on it yeah like you can usually tell the kinds of things that i will like because it's not usually anything with any kind of seriousness but clearly something that people on the internet would have an opinion on like uh, that's i'm there do you get that no in like what. the first? So this happens to me, like in my first like three or four months of knowing a person, they'll be like, "Oh, I bet you got to take on this," and they're throwing shit at you. I feel like I do that. Like I came in yesterday and was like, "I need your opinion on Drew Holiday wearing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a soccer jersey." Like that's the kind of and thing people are doing over. Uh, uh, it, online but also my opinion like my opinion of eva calling me a professional yapper that's exactly what i my, like my opinion on a lot of stuff tends to be different than like both sides of the argument and then i'm just like i'm gonna come in here and it's not gonna do anything for anybody even if i like it's like people will be upset about something and i'll be like i don't think it's that big of a deal sean's a free thinker you screamed, I'm a libertarian. At, you screamed at pete yesterday did i yeah you were getting really worked up over the whole feet thing mm, that is true like that's that's the kind of thing. Like I will get fired up over. I'm something kidding. That, I don't think either of you raised no. your voice the whole. No, time. but very... it's definitely like the most I've talked on the show <laughs> since it started. Was that feet thing? I think you're the feet guy. No, I'm not the feet guy. You're the it's, feet guy. I mean, I talk on the show constantly about many a topics. You only chime in when there's feet talk. This is true. A little bit. That's kind of fair. <laughs> All right, maybe I'm a feet guy. Well, uh, yeah, the, the the slate gets an A minus for for me, dog. Make sure you're following on all the various socials. Do what you got to do. And again, if there's an idea, you want to tweet at us, whatever, something that you think will get a lot of eyes to the YouTube so we can do the 24-hour stream, you let us know. When we get back here on Monday, we better be very close to 4,000 subscribers on YouTube. So do what you got to do. Like I said, text your lovers, text your ex-lovers, text people you haven't spoken to since high school. Text your neighbors. If you're in high school, text your teacher. Uh, do whatever you got to do. I saw a show do. about that. <laughs> it was called the uh, a teacher. It was called the mini series. Kind of troubling, but the guy had a cool band. We're at uh, three. We need seven hundred sixty subscribers. To I say we do it. Seven. Get us seven hundred sixty subscribers. If OnlyFans is needed, you just let us know. Pete will start his, and we'll go from there. I Pete will rhymes show with feet. Dong. People do forget that. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye.